Welcome to the Sorority Nutritionist Podcast. I'm your host, registered dietitian and weight loss BFF, Lauren Hubert. Each week, we are changing the narrative that women can be hot and successful at the same damn time and do it in a healthy way. Sexy fit babes, welcome back to another episode of the Sorority Nutritionist Podcast. Today, we're diving into the five most common reasons you are not one, progressing in the gym, but two, actually look like you work out. Because one of the most common struggles I see from women that is extremely frustrating. I mean, if something is to get under your skin and grind your gears, it's not when you know you're not showing up for yourself. It's when you're actually putting in the work. You might be going to the gym, girlfriend, but you're not seeing that physical progress, not just on the scale, but specifically on your body. Like, Ultimately, yes, we want the scale to go down, whether it's going down or not. What is even more important that I always bring clients back to is physically seeing that progress because you're not on a weight loss journey just to see a number go down on the scale. You may think that when you're beginning your journey, but ultimately you're you're really wanting to look a certain way. You want to feel confident and whether that's in clothes or no clothes, you want to actually see this physical change. So if you are not seeing progress despite going to the gym and working out and really trying your hardest, I'm gonna go through the top five reasons you might not be seeing this progress and what you can do about it. As we're diving into looking fit and being fit and really what that means, I also want to remind you, babes, before we talk about anything in this episode, and I feel like it's really important for me to have this conversation with you ladies today, especially considering I am a dietitian and I work with so many different types of women. You know, ultimately, being fit doesn't have one look. When we think about being fit, you know, us women, depending on our background, depending on what our goals are, depending on what we feel is the best, we will have different perspectives on what looking fit looks like. And I just want to point out that looking fit looks very different for different people. I know women in higher body fat percentages that truly are fitter than people at lower body fat percentages. And it really comes down to what is like the definition of fit. And I think fitness in general has so many different meanings, also depending on the type of exercise you're doing. Someone might not look like they quote unquote go to the gym, but they may have amazing physical endurance and fitness and be able to run marathons and do things that I could never do, right? Some people go to the gym very consistently, but they're doing a style of training that isn't specifically structured toward putting on maybe a lot of muscle mass. And that doesn't necessarily make something bad. And I always try to really reinforce this for you ladies that there is no one perfect workout, but when we're thinking about specific goals and lowering body fat percentage, that is why so much of my advice is really structured in the way that I have it in. And, you know, I, I approach this podcast from that perspective. This podcast isn't just about healthy living. Like it's specifically for the goal. I want to lose body fat. I want to build muscle, maintain my muscle and have a physique that is stronger and more in shape, but ultimately that I feel most confident in. And with that in mind, I always say this to clients, and I think it's extremely important before we have our conversation today. When we talk about looking fit, that definition of looking fit is going to look different for each and every woman that listens to this podcast. I always say weight loss and shedding fat is not just about a number on the scale effort. It is not about that number on the scale. We may have that number 
for context so we can understand where we're going, where we're heading, you know, have a rough idea of how much you want to lose, right? Losing five to 10 pounds is vastly different than being on an 80, 85 pound weight loss journey or whatever the numbers are, ladies. I mean, real talk, you have to understand what confidence means for you. For some clients, maybe it is more focused on aesthetic. For other clients, it's having more energy to be with your kids and be able to sit on the ground and, you know, be with your children or whatever that looks like. And, you know, ultimately, no matter what, fitness doesn't have one look. This podcast is going to be talking about the more toned, fit, strong physique that so many women inside of my programs ultimately are aiming towards. But ultimately, wherever you're starting at, the goal is always not just to lose weight, but we want to lose body fat, be able to see more of that muscle and the strength and ultimately lose inches. And that's what this podcast is really focused on. But I do want to remind you that fitness does not have one look. Fitness is not just about being a low body fat percentage. Fitness is about being actually fit. And that doesn't have just one look because you could be a very low body fat percentage and have extremely unhealthy habits. Or honestly, when we think about these bodybuilders on magazines, that is like show stage ready potentially. And that's not what they look like every day. And so that's really an important point to bring up as we're diving into this. Now that we've talked about what is actually being fit and looking fit, let's talk about what's most important today, which is the fact that so many women go to the gym six or seven days a week And they may ask themselves, or maybe you have said this to yourself, okay, I'm literally working out so much. Like I'm really focusing on my physical activity. You know, maybe it was working before, maybe it isn't now, but you're like, why is this not working? Like this is not working for weight loss. And always we bring it back to the point that weight loss and looking fitter is not just about going to the gym. The gym obviously is really important when we're thinking about up-leveling and ultimately creating the healthiest and most balanced and most strategic way to achieve your goals. We know exercise is important. That's not why you guys are here. But if you're not hitting your calories and you're not eating slightly less than what you overall burn throughout your day, you are not going to see results. And so I want to talk to you about some of the really big things that hold women back from looking fit, even though they might be fit and go to the gym consistently. So like I said, first things first is calories. So when it comes to working out, I always like to remind you ladies that working out does burn calories, but our goal is not just to focus on calorie burn in our workouts. And in fact, if you do wear an Apple watch or any sort of fitness wearable, those numbers that you see in terms of calorie burn are truly estimations, but they're estimations that are notoriously known for being inaccurate or potentially inaccurate. I mean, up to 95% inaccurate, these estimated calories burned in your workouts can, can be, which is really crazy when we're thinking about doing mental math of how many calories to add back. So ultimately it's important to remember that your daily calorie budget for weight loss includes not just your active calories in a workout, but they include so many different factors that go into how many calories it takes to maintain your weight. And the goal is to get in a deficit from all the amount of calories that it takes to maintain your weight and not just focus on those active calories burned in a workout. That being said, if you're not seeing physical progress on your body with the context of, I want to lose body fat, I want to see more of my physique and shed this layer of fat and lose inches and lose weight, The first thing we always get back to is calories because calories are what is going to drive that fat loss. Ultimately, if you are eating at maintenance or eating more than what you burn, but your goal is weight loss, your your calories have to be in alignment for what that goal is. The second thing that can really hold you back from seeing that physical progress in the gym, especially if you are lifting weights and doing resistance-based activity, is you're not getting in enough protein. 
Now, I always come at this from the perspective of protein being extremely important for when you're in a deficit because you have higher protein needs when you're in a deficit. And that's because we want to preserve your lean body mass, aka your muscle mass. And we want to help with getting full at meals, right? It's really hard to get full at meals when you are not eating sufficient amounts of protein. That being said, when it comes to the gym, as you're pursuing your weight loss goals, going to the gym and living an active lifestyle automatically actually increases your protein needs. And another factor too is your age. Your age also does potentially increase your protein needs. But going back to the workout piece, you actually require even more protein than if you were losing weight and you were more sedentary and not active. So when we begin working with women inside 90 Day Fit Bay Body, for instance, I, we recently had a client that she started off her protein needs lower because she already was really, really under eating protein. But then when she wanted to kind of up level and see more progress, she was actually really shocked when we were guiding her and telling her how you're eating more protein than before, but it still actually isn't exactly where we want it to be. So that is another thing to keep in mind and specifically why this can hold you back is protein is something that you require whether or not you work out, but you do require more protein for the protein turnover that happens in your body. So if you're not getting enough protein, especially in a deficit and you're putting this pressure on your body through your workouts, you might have enough protein to be generally healthy, but you're not going to be optimizing the muscle growth and the protein turnover that automatically happens to our muscles every single day, regardless of if we have protein or not. Plus the other things protein does in our body. So it's really, really important to make sure we are getting sufficient amounts of protein. And before you ladies ask, you know, protein targets and, and specifically setting like macro numbers is a very personalized thing. That's something that we do inside of our 90 day fit body program, because it isn't always as straightforward and simple. And that's why working with a dietitian to have the understanding and their clinical expertise to understand all the different things that go into setting a protein target can be extremely important and extremely helpful. Okay, the next most important thing is we actually dive deeper into some of the more complex and oftentimes overlooked reasons why you might not be making progress in the gym. We have to talk about point number three, which is the type of workout that you are doing. Now, so many women, when they are first beginning their journey, they're calculating their calories, they're doing all this stuff. You know, definitely all movement is amazing movement. But we really have to understand that while all movement is amazing, when it comes to looking like you're fit and toned and you have a strong physique and you're putting on muscle mass, it isn't just working out, it's actually being really strategic and training in a very particular way. So, you know, unpacking the different layers of this, the first thing to consider is movement in the gym and working out is not just for calorie burn. So many people dumb down weight loss to calories and calories out, which yes, calories are the foundation of body composition change because you will not lose weight if you're not in a deficit. The truth is it isn't just as simple as, okay, just look at how much you're burning and how much you're taking in. You also have to consider one, what you're eating, which is a whole different ball game, but two, also the type of exercise you're doing because burning calories is not the only benefit of working out. There are so many other reasons that impact what you look like. So to put it really simply, I always share this example with clients. You know, we're going to take the example of a marathon runner versus a bodybuilder to broad sides of the spectrum that, you know, obviously most of us fall within the middle or not that intense. But when we think about the physique of a marathon runner versus a bodybuilder, they look completely different. And why I bring this up is because how you train and how you move your body and how you challenge yourself 
directly impacts the physique that you're hoping to have. And typically when my clients come to me saying, I want to look fit, I want to look toned, I want to be my healthiest. It's not about having just one routine that this is the best workout program. This is what you need to do, but it's really understanding what your goals are, what you want to look like, and also what you enjoy. So, you know, there are so many times I work with women that want to look toned and fit and strong and look like they have muscle, not, you know, be bulky in any way, shape or form that comes through calories and how much, you know, fat mass you have as well. But they, they, you know, they want to look fit. You know, so many women come to me with that, but how they're working out is only doing the elliptical or cardio based workouts. And it's not that cardio is bad, but cardio can't be the only thing you're doing on your plan, especially if you're not seeing that physical progress and really losing that body fat and have that more toned figure. So that's why the type of workout you choose is really important. Typically speaking, I recommend my clients to build up towards, if I was to give you numbers, at least three to four days a week of resistance-based activity, especially while in a deficit, but also for the physique that you guys are going after. And cardio can be extremely helpful for calorie burn, helping you stay in a deficit, also has tremendous benefit for your health. Um, however, just doing cardio can really hold you back. And that's where the type of workout you're doing is really going to impact the progress piece. Okay, the next thing, number four, that's really important, ladies, that I actually will spend probably the most time on is now that you know the type of workout that you should be doing and a little bit more on that, we have to talk about workout difficulty. And if you are not seeing progress in the gym, regardless of what program that you're on, no matter what type of workout you're doing, how many reps, how much weight you're lifting, you know, what type of movements you're doing, how often you do them. I mean, all of it's important, but ultimately I always bring it back to workout difficulty because for so many clients, when you are not progressing in the gym, it's oftentimes because you're not also progressing in your workouts. And to put really simply, I want to talk actually about something called progressive overload. So, you know, when it comes to strength training, which is also known as resistance-based activity, where you're putting resistance against your muscle to challenge it, to cause it to grow, change, adapt, and, and do exactly what we want it to do, aka build muscle and develop that strength. So ultimately, when it comes to working out, there are so many times where, for instance, I'll have clients do, you know, Peloton strength workouts. And once again, I am not here to say, this is bad. Don't do this. But you know, when we think about really progressing in the gym, if you're doing random arm workouts with random movements with not very heavy weight, and I'm not saying you have to lift a hundred pounds, but you're using like one or two pound dumbbells and you're not reaching a threshold of really, really challenging yourself and getting to, I wouldn't say exhaustion where you can't lift up the weight, but like to failure, like you're not progressing and like working out should be tough. That is where you're not utilizing something that is a critical component of any strength training program, really any workout program, which is challenging yourself. And you're not utilizing one of the most important concepts that should be utilized within any strength training program when you're trying to progress in the gym, which is progressive overload. Now, you know, diet only takes you so far, as I like to say, when it comes to weight loss, obviously the deficit has to be in alignment. We have to get the foods right. We have to get protein and check. But if you're also not challenging yourself in the gym, how are you going to expect your body and physique to change the way that it looks? Ultimately, you want to lose body fat and gain muscle. Like that is the goal. So if you're showing up really hard in your diet, but you're not quite challenging yourself with your workouts, that can be a really big reason why you're not making progress. And I put it this way. If you are not gradually increasing the weight 
how many reps you're doing till failure, the time in between, the lifts that you're doing. These are all components of making your workout more challenging. Now, I am not a personal trainer, but something I talk a lot about with my clients is this idea of challenging yourself and obviously following a plan, but also not switching up your plan every single day so you're constantly like confusing your muscles. You know, I want to put the the myth to rest. It's not that you have to confuse your muscles to get benefit from working out, but if you are doing the same thing over and over and over again, but you're not changing how much weight you're lifting and the time in between your sets once again, and even the number of reps that you're doing to reach this point of difficulty, this threshold of difficulty in your workouts, you're not going to be progressing. You're going to be doing the same thing over and over again. And guess what's going to happen? It's going to become easier. So there's this delicate balance with any form of working out. I mean, even with running, this is, this is a very true thing as well. The first time you run that mile, you're going to burn the most amount of calories and you're going to absolutely crush your session, right? But it's, you're probably going to run your mile the slowest. Whereas, you know, two months from now, when you're running that mile, as you've been training and training for then maybe this 5k race that you're doing, and you're trying to improve your, your speed and your endurance. I'm sure you're naturally going to become faster. It's going to become easier. It's going to, you know, sometimes it's still going to be hard in certain ways, but for it to get harder, that means you have to change the speed at which you're going at. You have to change the amount of time it takes you to do the whole shebang and, you know, going up a hill like that. Those are all things that make your workout more difficult and challenging. So it's not that you constantly have to be switching up what you're doing for your workouts, like core movements with resistance-based activity, like strength training, like, you know, things like a push-up, things like a pull-up, chest press, squat, deadlift, like these core movements. It's not that we need to reinvent the wheel and do these crazy Instagram workouts that you guys might see online, but it's this whole idea of how are you challenging and progressing yourself in those workouts, which is why one, getting on a consistent strength training routine is really important, but can be a really big reason why you're not seeing progress because if you're constantly switching up your workouts, but you're also not progressively challenging your muscle and allowing yourself to reach failure, then do that movement again. And you know, maybe it's the same weight, but then you're eventually progressing on and weight and the reps and the duration and all that stuff. That is a really big thing that will hold you back from progress. And on the conversation of how often you're working out and how you're challenging yourself, a really important thing to also understand is there's not one specific program for muscle gain and fat loss. This is the only workout program you should be doing. It's, it's not quite as simple as that once again, but something that is also really important to bring up is rest days. There are so many women I work with that work out six or seven days a week. They're like, I'm doing everything in the gym. They're doing so much, but it's like, are your workouts effective? Working out is not the same as working out strategically and effectively. And there are so many times where I say to clients, you're not taking enough rest days. I want you to scale back how much you're working out, get on a plan that maybe is three or four, five maximum days a week. And you're going to know your body best. And then you're going to do those workouts. And especially I will say when you are progressively challenging yourself, you're going to crave those rest days. And I think, you know, for someone wanting to just gain muscle, how you eat and train is going to be different than someone who is really trying to shed body fat, lean out and tone up. And so that's why I say, you know, less is more. Like, it's not like I don't want you not working out, but when you are doing too much, that also isn't as beneficial. 
I have a prior podcast episode with an amazing nutrition researcher um, who also is really well-versed in the exercise science space. And his name is Alan Aragon. I definitely recommend you guys go back to that episode for, for reference. But we talk about, you know, with muscle gain, how many reps and the sets and the duration towards the end of that episode. So definitely that's a great one to check out. But ultimately, if you are not giving yourself enough rest time to recover from that exercise and you're constantly putting stress and inflammation and pressure and not giving your body time to actually recover from that exercise it's also going to impact how you show up on your next day to your exercise it can cause you to overtrain and get to the place where you're not actually setting yourself up for success and on the converse you might be working out a lot but if your workouts aren't challenging enough for you that also is a big thing where if we actually worked out less but our workouts were harder that would be better for you to ultimately be able to see more of that body progress and lastly we have to talk about what you are eating which i know is a really big topic but for point number five ladies why you don't look like you're working out okay so i talk about this often but just because fun can fit does not mean when we're looking at all of nutrition as a topic and even an area of study i'm going to pull out the dietitian card ladies what you eat is wildly important for your health we know that calories are not created equal and while a calorie is a calorie i would really argue where you get your calories from impact your health they impact your hunger they impact your fullness they impact your hormones they impact your ability to gain and lose muscle and so that's why calories are not created equal but specifically even once you understand calories and macros and all these key drivers of weight loss and fat loss I can't help but also bring up the quality of your foods and you know specifically when we're talking about exercise you know food is really helping you heal and recover from exercise i think a lot of us forget that and for many clients especially that are going harder in the gym and you're in a deficit you're already eating less calories than what it takes to maintain your weight you're automatically eating less than what is necessary to maintain your current weight and because of that you have less calories to get the same quality of nutrition in your plan. Not only is it gonna be harder to hit your calories for so many different reasons, if you are not incorporating nourishing, high fiber, high protein, volume rich foods that are you know very powerful in their, their nutrients, but you also have to think when your budget is less, that means what you fill in your budget, yes, to hit your calories is more important because you have to be pickier, but the quality is also really important too. And we even see this with athletes. If you are eating a highly processed, more refined grain, high sugar diet that also is not as powerfully potent in vitamins and minerals and even the antioxidants that we know are so important to help us recover from exercise and recover from all the inflammation and stress we're literally putting on our body through exercise it can be really difficult to recover and keep your head in the game keep your body healthy when you're not eating what you need to which leads to more sick days which leads to less days being able to train and challenge your body and be able to have that workout difficulty and you know train in the way that you need to which all go into messing up your ultimate plan so you know i know i always talk about calories and macros and that's really because calories drive weight loss just like i mentioned protein for point number two Protein is really important as part of one of those macros that is necessary when we're thinking about body composition change, building muscle, shedding fat. You need it as part of your plan, absolutely. But we also have to consider the quality of what you're eating. And that comes from a health perspective when you are trying to look like you work out so you can keep your ass in the gym and have your healthiest body, which ultimately is how you get your hottest body.